0: So, I am Pastor Danner. for those of you who don't know, and we just ended our Oscar series, right? So, now we're going to be starting a brand new series, and it is called Basics, alright? It's called Basics. Pretty much in this series, we are going over the basics of Christianity, of our faith, right? So, we're going to be, well, well what do you guys think are some basics of Christianity? Yell, yell out some answers. Prayer. Prayer, that's a good one. Jesus, that's a great one. What else? Holy Spirit, that's another great one. What else? What else? Church? Church, okay, yeah, faith. All great answers, all great answers. So there are many things that go into being a Christ follower, right? And so I was thinking, all right, I'm opening this series. How am I going to start this off? And as I was, I, as I, wow, as I was preparing, uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit put a question on my heart because everything else kind of doesn't, you know, fit into place if I I don't answer this one question. And that question we're going to be asking tonight is, why do I believe what I believe? Why do I believe what I believe? See, all those other topics, if you don't know why you believe, they kind of don't matter right because if you're just doing these things and you don't know why you're doing them you don't know why you believe in god you don't know why you think the bible is is, uh, is true and reliable then everything else kind of doesn't matter as much right so i know some of us may not be christ followers in, in this room today but that's okay all right because it's still a good question to ask to answer because if you don't believe then you need to ask yourself why you don't believe right So, sometimes not having the answer to a question can be really bad, right? I remember being in high school, I took French, you know, my entire uh, high school career. Uh, And I remember uh, I was a freshman, and there was this girl in my class, she never paid attention, right? So, my teacher's going over the lessons. I think we were talking about, like, numbers or something. So, she's like, I'm going to try to do a French accent, right? She goes... (laughs) She goes, what is N plus D, right? So she's not paying attention. So she goes, uh, Rachel, her name was Rachel. She goes, Rachel, what is the answer, right? And so she's not paying attention. So you ever, you ever get called on when you don't know the answer, and you look to your homies, right? You look around like, yo, tell me the answer real quick, right? So she looked to me, right? So I was a clown in high school, I was. So she looked at me, and I'm like, I look at her, dead in her face. So I go, New Jersey. <laughs> right? So the complete wrong answer. So she looks up to the teacher, 100%. She was so confident. I felt so bad. She's like, uh, New Jersey? And the teacher's like, what are you talking about? New Jersey? So I, I just started cracking up. She looked at me like, yo, why, why'd you do that to me? But it's a funny example But that's what we look like when we don't know the answer to a question, right? And that's the same thing uh, of when we don't know the answer to that question. Why do I believe what I believe? Right? Because our family, our friends, they're going to be asking us these questions. Maybe not directly, but they'll ask us about different aspects of our faith. And if we don't know the answer, then we look foolish, right? See, when you don't know the answer to that question... People can give you a false one, right? I gave her a wrong, completely wrong answer. She said it confidently, right? I can still see her saying it. <laughs> she was like smiling on her face and everything, right? But she had no idea that it was the wrong answer. So it's very important to answer that question. Why do I believe what I believe, right? How do I know the Bible is accurate? How do we know that Jesus was the son of God? Right. Knowing the answer to this question is essential to your faith. It is essential to your faith because life happens, right? Tragedy is going to come, circumstances will come. And if you don't know the answer to this question, then those things could break you, right? They can make you walk away from your faith if you're not strong in those answers. First Peter 3:15 it says, instead You must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Always be ready to explain it. It's important to know why you believe what you believe and to be able to explain it to the people in your life. Right, so I, I believe that there's two things that help you answer this question. The first one, the first way to answer this question it's to ask questions. Ask questions, right? If you don't know the answer to something, ask someone, right? And maybe they can help you find the answer. And I, I, as I get older, I find myself asking less and less questions, right? I, I hate Costco because they don't have any labels on the aisles. Like, they're just numbers. Like, what, how does that help me? Like, I'm trying to find bread. I look up, it says 356. I'm like, bro... Where's the bread, right? But I don't want to ask anyone because I don't want to talk to no one. I just want to get the bread and get out. So I just keep walking down, up and down every aisle, right? But when we're kids, right, who who has a younger sister or a little brother or a a little cousin, whatever, what do they do? They ask tons and tons of questions, right? They just keep asking, why? Why is the biggest one they ask, right? So if you ever wondered how many questions kids ask in a day, well, someone did an experiment. So let's take a look at that. We got the sound on there. Thank okay. you. So these kids asked over 300 questions in a day, right? I can tell you guys that I don't even approach that in a week, all right? Like that's that's like my yearly quota or something, but they ask all these questions, but why do they ask questions? It's because they're truly curious, right? To us, sometimes it can be annoying. They're like, why, 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 Why why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? And you're like, oh my gosh, stop asking me questions, right? But they truly have a heart to know the answer, right? They truly want to know. And it's because they're childlike, right? And we're supposed to be childlike in our faith. I, I believe that we should be the same way as we ask questions, right? Because we truly want to know the answer. And if you're alive today, you have access to a vast uh, number of, of information, right? Right at your fingertips, right? If you have a smartphone, right, this right here, you can do research instantly, all right, I'm old enough to remember when we had to go to the library and take out an encyclopedia and look it up, and there were certain encyclopedias with different letters, so you had to get E if you wanted to look up Egypt, and you had to flip the page and go through, now you guys can just pull out your phones and tell me information about Egypt, and it'll pull, it'll give you all this information instantly, right, but are we asking questions? Are we actually asking questions? See, the disciples asked questions. The disciples asked questions, right, when they were with Jesus. And I want to read some of those questions to you. In Matthew 13, 10, his disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people, right? They were confused because Jesus would tell these stories with lessons. They're like, yo, why don't you just tell them the lesson, right? So they asked him. Luke 8, verse 9 says the disciples asked him, what this parable Meant Mark 4 38, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care? We're going to drown. Right, that's a good question to ask, right? Because <laughs> storm is <laughs> storming and Jesus is taking a nap, bro. You're like, Yo, Jesus, you need to do something, right? That's a good question to ask. Matthew 17 19, afterwards, the disciples asked Jesus privately, Why? Couldn't we cast out that demon? Matthew 19, 25, the disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they ask? All right, they asked these questions because they truly want to know the answer, right? They had a heart to know more, right? And it is totally okay to ask questions. It is totally okay to ask questions, right? Because if you don't know the answer and you're not asking questions, then you're going to stay not knowing the answer, right? When we talk about our faith, have we asked questions personally in our lives? Have we asked those questions? Well, I want to ask some questions real quick. I need three volunteers: All right, Deja, Michael, Isaac, come on up, come on up, give 'em a give them a round of applause. You guys can face the audience. Here, someone come over here, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can so they can see you so they can see you. All right. So I'm going to ask you guys three questions. All right. Well, not as four questions, but all you are going to do is say yes or no until the last one? So the first one, do you believe that this? The Bible is the word of God. They all said yes. All right. Second question. Do you believe it's true? Okay. I'll say yes again. Third question, do you believe it's reliable? Alright. Now this is the time where you're gonna need to talk. Why? your mom? Obviously it works she got as far as she did. Okay. Alright, good answer. You know, you can trust your mom, you know. Because it's like God's word; it's the living word that we're all supposed to live by. So I assume it's true.
1: So how do you know? It's,
0: how do you know? How do you know it's God's word, though? Huh? How do you know it's God's word? Because uh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> all right. Why do you believe it? Oh man. Um. You know, my mom and I we watched that movie, *Case for Christ*. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Alright, give it up for our volunteers. We have to sit back down. Wow. <laughs> the case for Christ. That is a that that is a good answer. Now, how many of you guys knew the answer? I don't see a lot of hands up right now, right? so we're going back to that question why do I believe what I believe right they all three answered I believe this is God's word I believe it's true I believe it's reliable then when I said why it got a little rocky right it got a little rocky right uh, Michael said his mom told him that's a good answer right Your parents trust your parents right but you have to know for yourself, right? The question is, why do I believe what I believe? Not what does someone else believe, why they believe, right? Because someone else can't have their faith for you. Right? You have to have your own faith. Right? God doesn't have any grandkids. Right? You're his child. Right? You're not, you're not with God through someone else. And so if you guys want to dig into that a little deeper, I have some uh, resources for you. There's a book called More Than a Carpenter. And there's also a study in uh, the right our Right Now Media um, subscription called Quick Answers with Sean McDowell. So if you guys want to study that more, Case of Christ was a great movie too. A lot of that is, uh, they talk about a lot of that stuff in there as well. So If you guys didn't want any of those resources, come talk to one of the leaders and we'll get it to you guys. But why do you believe what you believe, right? Always be ready to have an answer. Always be ready to explain your faith. See, some of you may not even believe in God, right? Maybe you're not there yet. But ask yourself that question still. Why do you not believe in God? And none of us have all the answers, right? But if we don't ask questions, how can we get to the answer, right? You can't just be like, well, I don't know, and then never look for the answer, right? You got to ask questions, right? You got to ask questions. In Matthew 7, verses 7 through 8, Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. All right? Ask questions. It's good. It's good to ask questions. If you don't know, ask someone or research it. Right? Why do I believe what I believe? We have to ask questions. And the second thing we need to do is know answers. No answers. What do I mean by that? See, once you ask questions and you have answers, then you gotta turn that knowledge into heart knowledge. Right, there's two kinds of knowledge. Head knowledge and heart knowledge. Head knowledge is just things that you know, but it doesn't necessarily impact your daily choices. Right, so I know I should eat better. I know I should. But I'm still out here eating burgers and fries and steaks and, you know, all this stuff, right? Everyone knows they should, eat be- they should eat good, right? We're getting Burger King, McDonald's, all that stuff, right? Everyone knows we should work out. I know I should work out, but, you know, I haven't done it a little bit, you know. Give me, give me some grace, you know. <laughs> How about this one? Many of us know that Jesus and the Bible are real, it's truth, but we still choose to hang out with those friends, right? We still choose to be with him or her, right? Even though we know what the word of God says, we know, right, we still do these things. And that's because it's head knowledge. It's not heart knowledge. See, heart knowledge is something that you know, and it affects how I live my life, right? That's why you see fit people, they know it's good to work out, and they work out all the time, right? And they're fit, and you're like, man, I wish I, wish I looked like you. And you're like, well, do you work out? And you're like, uh, no. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's all you got to do, right? For heart knowledge is when you let the things that you know affect how you live your life, right? In Proverbs 6, verse 20, it says, my son... Obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instructions. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. See, when you keep God's word and his knowledge in your heart, then you're able, when those situations come up, you're able to be like, oh, you know what? I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not going to do it. Not just, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't do this. Yeah, but I'm going to do it anyway, right? It's like, no. I'm not supposed to do this. I know in my heart I'm not supposed to, so I'm not going to, right? That's when you let that knowledge affect you, right? When it's heart knowledge, right? We're answering that question. Why do you believe what you believe? This week on uh, Thursday, I was talking to an old friend of mine. Uh, He lives in New Jersey. That's where I used to live. Uh, and I had been hearing some things about him and I was like, all right, you ever find out something, but you don't want to just say it right away, but you kind of work your way around it. Right. So that's pretty much what I did. (laughs) I kept like asking all these other questions and I finally got to the one point, right? Because people had told me that he wasn't living for Christ anymore. So we finally got to that and he's like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm like, well, why? Like, don't you, don't you believe that the Bible is true? Don't you believe that, you know, Jesus died for our sins, all this stuff? And he's like, yeah, I do. And I was like, I don't, wait a minute, what do you, where's the disconnect here? And he's like, well, I just want to live my life for me, da-da-da, and I'm like, man. And it was, it was heartbreaking, honestly, because he knew all this stuff, right? He didn't even argue with me. He was like, yeah, the Bible's true, Yes, God is real. Yes, He died for my sins, but I'm still going to do it my way. And I was like, dang. But that brings me to the head knowledge and heart knowledge, right? Because he knows all these things, but he doesn't let it affect his life, right? And I'm still praying for him, and I'm I'm still loving on him. But until he gets that knowledge into his heart and the Holy Spirit does something into him, doesn't really mean anything if he just knows it but he doesn't act on it right See, it's not enough just to have an answer you have to know it right you have to know it right one thing i know about hard knowledge if if you've done the research if you've put in the time like when someone challenges you you're like no i know this is this is what it is like one plus one is two right if someone tries to tell you it's three you're like bro get out of my face one plus one is two and that's it right but if you don't have that in your heart then you'll be like oh okay three well i could see how it could be three because <laughs> right you'll start compromising right because you don't have that in your heart so it's important not to just have answers but to know them right to put them in your heart why do i believe what i believe see i can't answer that question for you but for me I believe what I believe because I know it's true. I believe what I believe because I know it's true. I know that sounds really simple, and you're like, well, is that it? I mean, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But I've done research, I've asked questions, I've had experiences that have all led me to that answer. Right? When we talk about the Bible... There's this thing called the bibliographical test, all right? And the Bible passes all of these tests, right? So the three things up there, right, when they is copies or manuscripts, right? So a manuscript is a copy of the original, okay? So when you're measuring the, the uh, reliability of uh, an ancient text or anything like that, you have to look at how many manuscripts they have, right? How many copies are there? Right. How old are they? How close are they to the, uh, orig- the date the text was written? And also external evidence. Right. Evidence outside of itself that confirm what's in uh, that text. So the Bible passes all of these. Right. In. Let's go to the answers. So the Bible has. Go to the next one. Twenty three thousand plus manuscripts. Right. So there are there are other uh, manuscripts that they only have a couple hundred and no one questions them. Right. But the Bible alone has over twenty three thousand. Right. So that's what man uses to test historical accuracy and all that kind of stuff. There's also a copy of John that is within 40 to 50 years of when John was written. And we also have historians that confirm Jesus' life and him performing Miracles, right? So you guys can look these up later, and they're also in uh, some of the resources that I told you guys about, but there's guys like Josephus and Tacitus that that also have written about Jesus, right? So things are outside of the Bible that confirm that Jesus walked this earth, that he performed miracles, all right? Other reasons that I believe, all right? My, My mom, right? That was a good answer, right? I told you that was a good answer. My mom She has these prophetic dreams, right? And she's had dreams about maybe three, I think three uh, babies in our family, right? Her sister couldn't conceive for like years, for like seven years, couldn't conceive, right? So my mom has a dream, she sees the baby, she knew the baby's name, knew what the baby looked like, and she didn't say anything. Later, like, I think like a month later, my sister calls my mom, not my sister, her sister, my aunt calls my mom and says "I'm pregnant, right so she already knew, so she't really <laughs> she wasn't that surprised, but when the baby was born her uh my aunt's husband calls my mom and she goes, "Stop, before you even tell me what the baby looks like, she looks like this, 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 and this, and he goes, "How did you know?" and that's happened like three times, all right so <laughs> That's one of the reasons I believe, right? Another one is I've seen people get healed, right? I've seen people in wheelchairs get up and walk, right? I've prayed over people that I've gotten healed, right? My own experience. I have my friends' testimonies, right? Friends that have been in, like, car accidents where they should have died. Like, the car was completely totaled, like, destroyed, and they walked away with no scratches, And the biggest thing I have is my personal testimony, right? Because I shouldn't even be here. If some of you guys know my testimony, it's I'm a twin, and I almost died right out the gate when I I was born. And then after that, I almost died again because I got pneumonia, and the doctors literally told my parents. They said, if he lives, he'll be brain dead, but we expect him not to live. I'm walking right here. Right. I had depression. God broke that off of me. I knew that was God because I was so deep in there and he broke it off of me like it's my personal testimony. That's why I know. And on top of all of those things, on top of personal experience, there's empirical evidence. Right. There's science that backs up the Bible. So it's not just my feelings, not just, you know, my experiences, but there's also scientific evidence that backs up that the Bible is real, that Jesus is real, that he walked this earth, that he performed miracles, all right? So no one can tell me, no one, no one can tell me that God isn't real, all Right? No one can tell me. So don't take my word for it. You can look it up for yourself. But make sure you ask questions and know answers. So we want you guys to be strong in your faith we want you guys to be strong in your faith to be able to know those answers for yourself to be able to have that certainty that you know that you know that you know that your faith is real it's not just like this made-up thing or this feel-good thing like oh god is cool wow it's like no god is real he walked the earth as jesus he died for my sins and he was resurrected right it's not just this fairy tale story but you know and so in that spirit we are going to be doing a devotional with you guys starting next week we're going to be doing a 30 day devotional all right and it's called chosen and we're going to learn about the gospel right the whole gospel story so pretty much how it's going to go is each day we're going to do one uh, one devotional day one day two day three day four and so on and so forth. And we're also going to read a chapter in Matthew, right? And so I really want to challenge you guys to really get into this, right? Because if you don't know why you believe what you believe, then when those things in life come, you're not just going to be shaken, you're going to be broken, right? You may walk away from your faith, right, when those things happen. But if you know, if you know, And when those things happen, you may shake, but you're standing on a solid foundation, a solid foundation, right?